Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Inside Sources. Welcome back to Inside Sources here on KSL News Radio. Great to be with you today. I am Boyd Matheson, and we're going to do something a little fun on a Friday. We're going to invite you to uh, chime in here. Uh, some of you may remember last week uh, the Jazz uh, had a few people down and uh, were, were winning big and uh, one of their bench players, uh, who rarely gets much playing time, uh, Jarrell Brantley, uh, had an opportunity to play 22 minutes, had double figures, points, and some rebounds, some assists, great defense. And uh, after the game, they were talking to him about, you know, this great run, and he was ready, got the tap on the shoulder from the coach and went in and, and really made it happen. And uh, he said something that we're just going to come back to today. I don't know what tomorrow holds, but today was amazing. Today was amazing. I don't know about tomorrow, but today was amazing. And so we're going to invite you to chime in. What is making your Friday amazing today? You can chime in on the Utah Community Credit Union KSL text line 57500. Again, 57500. Chime in. What makes your day today amazing? Chime in. Uh, Our next guest is uh, Jonathan Johnson, CEO of Overstock.com. And I know, Jonathan, that part of your amazing day would probably include uh, Dodger Stadium a hot dog, and a good ball game. Boyd, you know me well, uh, but I would say this. Uh, Another thing that makes my day amazing is talking to you, whether it's on the radio or in person, so thank you. Oh, you're very kind. and uh, You have been uh, part of some really important conversations in the state of Utah and across the country on a host of different issues, and uh, you wrote a a great piece this week uh, talking about the important needs for us to kind of up our game a little bit uh, when it comes to our uh, civic duty and our civic understanding. Uh, and you framed it, of course, uh, in the context of a, of a good football game. Yeah, you know, I, I, I wrote that, you know, imagine you're at a game and uh, you suddenly discover that 50% of the partisan screaming fans don't know the rules of the game. Uh, they don't know the difference between a touchdown and a touchback. And their ignorance of the rules is only exceeded by their fanatical and potentially violent support of the team. Well, you know, imagine there's 200 million people in that stadium. Uh, how do you feel? To me, that's, the, that's largely the U.S. electorate, electorate because about half of the people don't really understand, according to surveys done, Uh, They can't name all three branches of our government. They don't understand how government works and their civic responsibility in it. And I think that's a problem. Yeah, and it is definitely a problem. When we don't understand the rules of the game uh, or the processes, 
what that does is it it uh, sort of causes us to go to the only thing we do know, which is uh, what you were talking about earlier, just the, the passion and the anger or the frustration uh, that leads to a lot of political arguments, but rarely leads to to better government. Absolutely, and I and I think where we need to start is addressing it with the youth. The youth have a front row seat to the fierce culture clashes of today, and we can help them by providing more rigorous, more robust, and a more engaging approach to history and to civics. Give them a clear-eyed view of how they can participate, how our principles, our conventions, our laws have come into place, how they can work within those to help be problem solvers rather than just what many of us are complaining about crises without actually getting things done. Yeah, it actually uh, just adds and contributes to that. Uh, a lot of a lot of motion, but not a lot of forward movement. Uh, maybe that motion uh, breaks down into commotion. Uh, there was a great event this week. We had Dr. David Bob from the uh, Bill of Rights Institute uh, on air with us on Wednesday this week, part of a, an event that the Sutherland Institute sponsored uh, in Salt Lake City, talking about civics and, and civics education in particular. Uh, Utah's done a, a pretty good job, uh, as it does in a lot of things, of saying, hey, we, we do need to up our game in this space. Yeah, I think we have done well. The event that the Sutherland Institute put on with the Bill of Rights Institute was really important. I think what we really need to do is make sure that every person in Utah, starting with our students, understands what was once a once common vocabulary. The things, words like freedom, democracy, equality of opportunity, balance of power, you know, these have been hijacked and politicized, and I think we need to return to really a non-politicized set of facts and truth about our history and our form of government. When we can have that common ground, I think then there's lots of places where people on even far ends of the spectrum can agree that can agree on things that you know become less politicized, and that's why I think teaching civics is so important. Yeah, if you're going to win the if you're going to win the game, you got to understand the rules of the game. Uh, and I and I usually say if you're complaining if you're complaining about the rules of the referee, you're probably losing <laughs> as part yeah. of that. And I think not just understanding them but developing a real attachment to them. Mm. Know where our principles and our conventions and our laws have come from. If you if you have an attachment to the Constitution, if you have an attachment to the Bill of Rights, uh, not only do you understand how they work, but you're going to work hard to make sure that they're defended, that we live by them, that they're not encroached by laws or people. I think that's an important part of of civic education. Oh, I, I'm so glad you mentioned that, Jonathan, because I, I think that attachment, that connection, that uh, deeper understanding actually helps us to understand those we disagree with better. Uh, and you can see where they're coming from and why. And then you can have a real debate about things as opposed to just uh, a lot of hot uh, political rhetoric and a lot of divisiveness. Yeah. And, you know, you mentioned, Boyd, hot political rhetoric. I think we've, much of U.S. history has been kind of changed to be a caricature of 
American villainy that everyone was bad. Mm. Frankly, everyone was human. And we have a rich, complex narrative that makes up America. And when we teach civics, it's important to have a balanced, clear-eyed view of America's shortcoming and an appreciation of the country's profound strengths and what the American experiment, which we're still in an experiment, That's right. what that American experiment really means. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, CEO of Overstock.com, Jonathan Johnson, uh, always appreciate your perspective, love your insight uh, on this piece. We'll post this on our social media channels today as well. And uh, thanks for being one of the entrepreneurs, because I am still convinced that it's entrepreneurs that ultimately drive freedom here in America and around the world. Uh, Jonathan, thanks for joining us today. Boyd, thanks so much. Great to talk to you. All right. Have a great weekend. And uh, as we mentioned, uh, this is a just a really great subject and an important one as it relates to civics education, uh, that we do need to understand the rules of the game. And as Jonathan said, I really, I really appreciated this, that we have to have an attachment to it. We have to have a connection to it. It has to mean something to us. Uh, and I firmly believe that the more we understand that, the more committed we'll be to listening different and coming together more. Stay with us. We're going to step aside for bottom of the hour. We want you to chime in. Uh, why is this an awesome, amazing day for you? And what will make it better? We'll talk about tomorrow coming up next. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy but only so we can hear the rest of the story, the struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow the letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts.